podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the Paddock Blues Podcast. You can find us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash paddock blues. Or you can email us at paddockblues at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome back to the Paddock Blues podcast. I am joined today with Paul and Andy. How are we feeling, lads? Well, good, yeah. Good today. Okay, I'm going to need a little more than that, guys. We scored two whole ass goals and that's the energy I get. Come on, let's do this again. How are we, lads? Yeah, really good. Yeah, I've made up. Yes, so we played Doncaster last night in the Carabao Cup. We advance um, to one goal from Beto and Danjuma. So, um, thoughts about the match, guys? Anything that you want to uh, touch on specifically? No, I just like to talk about uh, how bad that first half was. I mean, listen, we won a game and, you know, we try and be as positive as we can, but that was hard to ignore that first hour, 65 minutes. (laughs) I mean, have you ever seen seen anything (laughs) that bad? It was really bad. No, to be fair, the first half uh, against Doncaster was absolutely dreadful, and I think we can all agree on that. Um, I mean, personally, I do think it is one of the worst halves of football. I've ever, ever seen Everton play. Oh, well, ever, actually. Um, it's up there. It's up there, definitely. Um, yeah, Andy, what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the first half was, it was a, a shuddering experience, I think, for anyone watching it. It was beyond bad. Um, obviously, the Doncaster goal was a good yard offside, but you can't deny <laughs> yeah, that. True. You can't, you can't deny that they deserved it. They were by far the better team uh, in that first half, and that was deeply worrying. Um, the only thing we could take from that first half is is take a leaf out of Doncaster's book because the the gulf between Everton and Doncaster is bigger than Everton and the teams at the top of the Premier League. So Doncaster showed us if you're prepared to work hard, trust each other, do all the basics and the small things with 100% attitude then you can cause problems no matter who you're playing against. So uh, credit to them. And we, we we should learn that whatever every single game that we play this season, we need to turn up with that attitude. Um, second half, obviously, um, not just his goal with Beto, and obviously you do take him into consideration, you're playing league to opposition, but just his movements, the way that he mixed up his game by going on the shoulder, by coming short, he just looked like a proper centre forward. And when... When you've not really seen one of those for a while, it really, really stands out. So that was that was hugely encouraging to 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 see how we how we was prepared to to mix it up as well with uh, defenders that were happy to put uh, put the boot in. So yeah, he's a, he's he's a very exciting positive to come out of last night. Yeah, absolutely, I completely agree. Second half was um, a complete one hundred and eighty um, in in. in everything it, it just felt like a completely different match a completely different team it was just the subs that he made definitely with the right call the team he put out initially was uh, absolutely not it um so Paul I'll come to you on sort of your thoughts on the second half as well sort of what do you think worked what do you think um we need to continue to do moving forward um yeah what are your uh thoughts on the second? I know the first half was terrible and I, yeah. I completely agree with you but what about the second half second half is Definitely improvement. I'd like to have been a fly on the wall in that dressing room. 
Um, yeah. I think basically Dykes was saying he had to remind them that they're actually a Premier League team. I think some of them have forgotten. I think their confidence yeah. is just completely on the floor. Uh, second half was better. He just made a few little tweaks. I thought he brought Adrissa Gay on and I just thought he ran the midfield. He just made he just made everyone a little bit calmer, put his foot on the ball and it, it sounds like arrogance and Doncaster do deserve a lot of credit, but I can just imagine Gates, he listened, he's nowhere near us. You know, we all play for our countries. We've we've reached the yeah. highest we can possibly get to in the game, most of us, so sort your heads out. But yeah, the second half was an improvement. Definitely them changes made the difference with Beto, Ashley Young and Adrissa Gay coming on it just sort of calmed everyone down then. But the first half was just, wow, I'm still in shock over it. But listen, got yeah. a new one of me. Yeah, you know, it's just, yeah. So sort of kind of touching a little more in depth on that first half. Just seriously, why are we so bad with the ball? <laughs> like we literally cannot make simple, very, very simple passes. And it is really embarrassing. That is one emotion I was sitting there thinking and I was like, oh my God, I'm actually so embarrassed right now. Um, you know, these are just simple basics of football that these lads should have been learning their whole lives um I just they just can't seem to grasp it and I I mean I'm hoping that yesterday was a turning point but how many times now have we said oh I hope this game's turning point I hope this game we're going to learn from this you know like I've said before in the past past pods you know if you keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result it's just insanity you know so this was against a team that lies at the bottom of the football league. It's just unacceptable that kind of performance it really was. So what what is it going to take for us to finally turn this around? Is it now these new signings that we brought in? Um, yeah, thoughts on that, lads? I think we've got we've got a big 30 hours coming up, haven't we? Because, yeah. you know, ideally we want to see, I'd say, three more signings come through the door and we've got 30 hours to get that done. And being as it normally takes Everton, like, 33 weeks to get a transfer done that's going to be some effort to get three in but you know <clears throat> let's stay positive and hope that they can do but I think <clears throat> the issue yesterday with the first half with um, I think Sean Dice spoke about after the Aston Villa game about us playing standstill football and that's what we were doing yesterday the players were standing still receiving the ball and the Doncaster players were right in the face and they just they just didn't know what to do. And that's what happens when you play standstill football. None of them were on the move. <clears throat> it was so pedestrian. Um, <clears throat> like we couldn't control, we couldn't pass it. But <clears throat> that's that's the key, is that you, you try and play standstill football against anyone, you're going to get torn apart. We played like it was a training session in that first half, and Doncaster played like it was the proper match that it was. So, yeah, hopefully, uh, I'd love to see us get... <clears throat> You know, someone in the centre half who's comfortable on the ball, and someone in midfield who's happy to receive the ball, as well as a pacey winger. And Touchwood by midnight tomorrow, we'll uh, we'll have those bits done. But you know, it's Everton. It is Everton, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, sort of touching on just a couple of players individually. Um, honestly, it was really really sad watching Ben Godfrey yesterday um he just looks completely void of any confidence um i'd seen a tweet as well last night that sort of mentioned you know ever since he's had that injury he's just not been the same since and i know i I agree with that and it's just it is very disappointing because he is so quick you know he's he's like i think one at one point he's one of the fastest lads i think that we had in the squad um and I've seen him him just play absolutely just brilliant before. And so to see that, it, I really think it is coming down to a confidence thing. Um, Michael Keane, <laughs> no, we're not even going to go there. Um, just the fact that that entire back four, 
you know, up until we had made some changes, just, we got completely destroyed. So yeah, Paul, I'll come to you as well, sort of just about Ben Godfrey. Um, do you agree? Do you think it is like a lack of confidence thing? Do you think he's just scared to put himself on the line, you know, in case something happens again? Like sort of what, what do you, what do you think is going through that, that kid's head? I just don't think he's ever been the same since he had COVID that year. He's supposed to have had Fair long enough, COVID. Yeah. And yeah. obviously, you know, he's 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 more of an athlete than he is a footballer. I don't think I'm in the wrong for saying that he's relied That's on his fair, pace, yeah. relied on his pace to get him out of a lot of trouble, and it's obviously affected the way his lung capacity. I don't know, you know, I'm not a doctor or anything like that, but he just looks drained. He looks looks like he's had the life sucked out of him. He looks like he's been completely and utterly evident, and it's just like I don't know. I just, I felt sorry for watching him yesterday, but it's you know. We haven't got time to be feeling sorry for the, for these players. I mean, the only way he's going to get himself out of it is by playing games, but we can't afford to play him every week. He's not good enough anymore, unfortunately. I think there is a player in there, but can we wait around? But you've touched on that back four before. That It's just that whole defence to me. It's just yesterday that he picked. I mean, what is going wrong with Nathan Patterson? I just don't see what everybody else is telling me that this player is supposed to be. We're hanging on to performances last season. I've seen him four times this season. He needs bombing out of that team as soon as possible. He cannot, cannot defend. He hasn't got a clue who's behind him. He hasn't got a clue about runners. He hasn't got it. Can't stop the crosses. Mikalenko's the same. Mikalenko's an international footballer. He's getting skinned by a League Two by League Two players. It's Did you see that earlier know. though? He's, he's been named in team at the round Mikalenko. I know, yeah. I don't like know. The official site. I was like, yeah. oh, bloody hell. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Might as well give that that assistant referee or linesman yeah. referee of the round as well if you give it Michelangelo player at the tournament. Bloody hell. Just touching on the passing before that you're talking about, this this is not like a Everton under Sean Dyche thing. This is an Everton thing that's been on for on for like five or six years. I do my my dad's head in. It's no surprise that I do people's heads in talking about Everton. But I just like, why can't we pass? And we were saying it in the group chat last night. I think there was like four of us all saying at the same time, we cannot pass. It's just yeah. embarrassing. But it's, I don't understand if it was like searching passes, looking for like someone on the wing trying to get them in. It's basically just four or five yards. It's the simplest thing. It's like asking a Michelin star chef to, to boil an egg. He can just do it. That's that's what, that's what the basics of his job. But these Everton players, and it's all of them as well, by the way. It's not just one or two. It's every single one of them. You yeah. can't do it. And it's it's mental. It's just crazy to watch. It really is. So do you think that this now then is sort of, because you know, you had mentioned before about Deitch um, going into the, the you know, at halftime and into the dressing room, basically saying, you know, we're Premier League footballers here. So do, yeah. do you really think that all of this is just coming down to the fact that we haven't won a Premier League match yet? We haven't scored a goal Premier League in the Premier League fixtures yet. Um, is this just coming down to just pressure on these lads and feeling that like they're you know not accomplishing what they should be accomplishing and it, I do think mentally like I've, I've said this before I strongly believe a lot of issues that have gone on in the past with this club have affected these lads mentally that have been there for a while you know and I, I think it's just shell shocked completely yeah yeah completely like it's like PTSD from like yeah. Everton like you know and I you know it's it's not it's not funny but like it seriously it's like I think this is a massive mental thing and it's just now showing on the pitch. Yeah, I had to agree. It's just, uh, I think they're just, they're just all mentally scarred from the last couple of seasons. It's basically the same set of players in the bar and a few. But yeah, I just, I think they need reminders sometimes of just how far they've got in the game. They're all 
Premier League footballers. They've got there for a reason. At some point in the career, they've had talent. They've been spotted. They've been picked up by teams, then signed by a Premier League team. And I think they just need reminding of that every now and then. It's just a. Uh, but I agree with you. It's just like they do look like completely, well, scared. Don't they? That's, that's the only way they can use is scared yeah. to play football. And I think that's why they can't pass to each other because they're just terrified. And, um, you know, as even you had touched on before, like, this, like we have so many international players that get called up for their countries, like in our squad as well. So it's just like, I think sometimes these lads have to sit down and remember who they are, like, you know, who you are and what you represent and what you're capable of. And, you know, as much as yesterday, I was sitting there like, I even tweeted, like, I feel so bad now. I was like, if Sean Dyke doesn't go in that dressing room and slap every one of those players, I will. But now I'm sitting there, I'm like, feel like in a way he took it a different path I think he probably did try and inspire them and say you know remember who you are at the end of the day you're a Premier League footballer you know you, you've got this and that probably is the right approach to to take in that situation but it, it's tough isn't it because you are so angry and I'm sure they're probably sitting there like what the hell is going on like what the hell what, what literally what was that um but yeah I just it's it, it's difficult but I know I'm repeating myself by saying, I hope this is a turning point for us, but I really do believe um, making those changes at halftime, you know, so Young came in for Patterson, Ganagay came in for Dobbin, Beto came for, uh, came on for Trimidi, um, but the subs really, really worked. Paul, as you rightfully said, Ganagay, I think made a massive impact. Um, yeah. You know, he really came on and dominated that midfield, just all of his, his passes were just like boom 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 like one two three and like it was just like you know it it worked it worked um Ashley Young also had a very positive impact I think he like I just when that when we've got a solid back line like when we've got Tarkovsky in there when we've got Jared Branthwaite Beanthwaite as I should say <laughs> um say and it. Ashley Young I just really feel like I feel confident you know, in that. So yeah. I really do hope for it. We'll get to Saturday at some point. We'll do our prediction stuff. But I really hope he's he's got them in the in the back. Melinda, sorry. Back. Sorry, Andy. Yeah. I just wanted to touch on something. You said something in the group chat last night, which made, which I completely 100% agreed with. And people are going to listen to this and go, here he goes, Michael Keane again. Well, I think Mike, McKe- Michael Keane being in the team sends the rest of the players into like this nervous state. It, mm. it sends like shockwaves through the rest of them. They're like, this lad is just... Awful. Yeah, after, after twenty after twenty seven seconds, he yeah, he missed it a back pass, put uh, Pickford under a lot of pressure, and we knew he conceded from it, and that kind of, I mean that set the tone for the for the first half right there. And then um, yeah. I can understand. Do you, agree, bringing... do you agree that him being in the team makes the rest of the team nervous? Yeah, I think because I think with Michael Keane, he's he's a he's a confidence player, and that's not what you want from a centre half. A centre half, like when he loses his confidence, his head drops and it affects his performance, and it can take weeks for him to get it back. We've seen him when he's confident, and you know he's he's putting some good performances for Everton, but he makes a mistake and his head's gone for two months, and you can't have that in such a key position of the team. You can lose your confidence if, as a striker, go three or four games without a call, get one, and then you're back. <clears throat> but as a centre half, you need to be a lot mentally tougher than Michael Keane is, um, and. You know, I can I, I don't understand this selection yesterday. I I, I said um, when I spoke with Jay on the pod, I'd have kept Branthwaite and Tarkovsky together yeah, just so they I can build a relationship. That. Let them build a relationship. I can understand Godfrey getting a run out because um, I, I, I completely agree with what you said before, Paul. He's an athlete first and he's a footballer second. Yeah. And I think he's a player that 
he needs three or four games in a row to get up to speed. And he's not been able to do that for the best part of a year. So whilst I wouldn't write him off just yet, um, I think, you know, Ben Godfrey, my decision on him will be based on the next time he does get a run of three, four, five games in a row. How is he performing then? Um, That's fair. um, But yeah, like, you know, I have nothing against Michael Keane as a bloke. Actually, he comes across as a, a really lovely fella. But we're not we're not giving out not giving out prizes to footballer. Yeah, and we're not picking play people or giving them the opportunity to represent our football club based on the fact that, you know, they need to be a good footballer first and then hopefully they're a sound fella second. But um yeah. I've seen a funny he, tweet last yeah. night uh, saying Michael Keane wouldn't get a game in his own testimonial. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, he would he, he would do if Sean Dice was manager. Yeah. So yeah. Sorry, Michael oh. Keane. Sorry to his mum and dad. I'm sorry to everybody who loves him. I don't hate it's him. I'm, right. just sick of, I'm just sick of watching him playing for Everton. That's all. Will, Will Keane's doing well at Preston. I'd, I'd suggest just go watch Will for a few weeks. Yeah. Watch his brother. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and you know what? That's the thing. We've always said on this pod, like, you know, we're not here to even, like, slander players. Like, you know, we're, that's not what we're about. We just want the best for this club. And, you know, you have to know when to say you really shouldn't be in this team, you know, like, and that's just, it's just the way of the game, isn't it really? Um, Speaking of player slander, um, Mope. So everybody knows he's my French prince. Love means some Neil Mope. I always root for Neil Mope. And um, I don't think he was too bad last night. Yeah, he's done really well. He looked good in the two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I honestly think he... Like I, I think that's what we need to do moving forward. I, I, I honestly think when he's up there with with a proper striker, I really think that he can perform quite well. Yeah, I think that's what he was like at Brighton, wasn't he? he was playing off another forwards, but I think we have to caveat everything where it was Doncaster Rovers. That's all I've been getting all day. It was only Doncaster Rovers, but listen, you can only go off the the last game. Yeah, yeah that we watched, so, you see. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I agree. I, I got a text today off Anthony who was on the pod saying. Don't hate me for this, Paul, but I'd play Neil Morpe up front on Saturday with Beto. Uh, yeah. We had a little we had a little bit of t- a little bit of beef on a uh, WhatsApp like, but no, listen. I, um... I, don't, I, I don't really want to see him playing for Everton again, but listen, you've got to call it the way it is. He done well when he came on last night, hundred percent. Well, I I'm in a WhatsApp group because um it's a it's called Chorley Toffee's Banter Group because obviously I'm based in Chorley, so we get a coach to the game every week. So and there's a guy in there, Trev Trev's been just been going. I think he's been a season ticket holder since the early seventies. Like and very knowledgeable, very passionate about Everton. And I love speaking to him when we're on the coach because when he talks, he talks sense. Uh, and even he said uh, on the on the chat yesterday, I think more pay alongside better. That's what he'd go with against Sheffield United. So you know, there's there's more than one out there that believes that's the uh, the way to go for. Yeah, it's fair it's enough. Right. I've just uh, I don't know nothing. Just, just, yeah, move on. Okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, speaking of, um, you know, Beto, he was absolutely fantastic when he came on. Um, honestly, I, I think just his, his movement, his pace, um, that header, oh my God, that was a cracking header. The sound that it made when it hit the post, I was like, yeah. oh my God, like that lad is just full of power. And that's what I said in the group chat last night. I was like, that lad is a definition of power because he is just amazing. And I personally am very excited for this season now. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna kick myself probably in the, in the <laughs> teeth. Um, but uh, no, I'm very very excited. I do think he's exactly what we've been crying out for. Um, you know, it's no secret we've had many many issues with strikers. It's no secret. Uh, you might have heard a thing or two with us. You know, maybe not having a striker for God knows how long. Yeah. Um, so I think it's definitely what we, what, what we've uh, what we've needed. Any final thoughts on the match, lads? That you want to touch on? Yeah, I thought. Um... <laughs> I thought Adan, um, as we talked about in the group yesterday, um, but like Paul was saying, like Anana was the only one who came out with any kind of credit from the first half. Not a lot, because mm-hmm. um, I still don't think I still think we could expect more from him. But he did try to get on the ball and make things happen. But unfortunately, um, it looked like he was actually a level above everyone, and they couldn't actually read him when he was trying to play clever passes in behind. Um, you know, uh, I feel a bit sorry for Chimiti yesterday. Like, he did look absolutely lost everywhere. in that first half. Getting kicked everywhere had, as well. He had, abs- yeah. he had absolutely zero service. You know, got an 18-year-old lad here just come through Portuguese league. And he had he, he was feeding up absolute scraps against, you know, defenders who, you know, by the yeah, way, the that, he had a pulled off him. Yeah, they keep lumps having, but nothing that went beyond the pale. You know, it was exactly what yeah. you would expect from uh, <clears throat> from a team trying to obviously make up the difference in quality. So, you know, uh, Doncaster were a real credit to themselves yesterday, and I don't think that you know they they did great. But you know, for a young lad like that, I can understand why he had a bit of a poor performance because he had absolutely no support from his teammates whatsoever. Um, but yeah, obviously. Again, another thing that I'd probably like to see if we can get one in is I do think we need another full back in the squad. You've got Ashley Young who can play left and right. That's great. Um, you know, I think it's too soon to write pass enough, but he's going through the middle at the moment and he needs hooking. Uh, certainly for now, um, he needs to get some confidence back. Um, so I'd, I'd like to see a full back come in who can play either on the right side or at the left side. You know, you've got Carl Walker-Peters at Southampton. He was in the England squad. 12 months ago. So you can't imagine he, he wants to spend a year in the championship. So, you know, if we get some money in, I'd love to go and see that kind of calibre of player who can, you know, provide real competition um, in the fullback area. Yeah. Anything uh, Anything you want to say, Paul? Yeah, just final thoughts on the game. I thought Beto straight away when he came on, he, he was like, well, he got he threw a few mad tackles in. You're like, yeah, he's going to be all right, this lad. Yeah. He gets it. He gets everything. He's going to put himself about. Like, like you said, after the game, you know, he can't promise goals, but he'll promise he'll work hard. And I think that's what we're going to get from him. Uh, he's all action. He's pacey. He's fast. He looks to get in behind all the time. And that's something that we've lacked since Calvert-Loon's had all his, his injury problems. And, you know, this will take a lot of pressure off Calvert-Loon. Now he can just focus on himself and get and know that it's not the end of the world if he does get a little knock and he has to go after somebody else there. So, yeah, just a few little things. I just think the passing for me, going back to that, it's just it's got to improve. Because yeah. you can't pass the ball, you're not going to do anything in the game. Uh, agree about Patterson. I just, I'm sorry, I'm not writing him off. I swear to God, I'm not. But he needs, he needs to be gone out this team for a little bit. It's just not working. Uh, still like, still feel sorry for James Garner. I think he's getting played out of position on the wing. Um, I think you might see him playing right back from now on. To be honest with you, but no, listen, he's it's a win's a win. Four positions in his last five games for Everton. He's played right wing back, right back, right centre midfield, and right midfield. You know, he's a young lad without a lot of experience and we're asking him to to do... Yeah, but Sean, it sounds, like in the, it sounds like in the after-game thing that Sean Dice has basically told him that that's where you're going to be playing for this team. Because I watched the interview and he's basically told him you're playing off the right side. 
So I think we're going to have to get used to it. I think that's where he's going to play him. Yeah. Which I'm not happy about. Well, I'm yeah. not ever happy. Nope. <laughs> Can't please you, Paul. No pleasing nope. you. Um, <laughs> uh, just lastly as well, before we sort of move on from the match, but I, I did think uh, Dan Juma as well had, I mean, obviously he got the second goal, which was fantastic, but um, it does seem like him, I was watching that post-match interview with him and uh, Beto and they seem like they do already have quite a good relationship, which is, which is good. Um, Where is he I from, do... by the way, Dan Juma? Isn't he from... Um... His accent is just mental, isn't oh, it? Is it Holland? Like Barbados, isn't it like Barbados oh, or something oh, like that? That's really he's, he's from Europe, I thought. No, he's, he's from Holland. He's he plays for Holland. Holland. Yeah. I think you've got... Um, is it Curacao? I think that's a Dutch-owned yeah. island in the Caribbean. So maybe... I, I don't know. I'm not, um... That's what it is. It reminds me of John Barnes. He speaks the way he speaks. They're fast. That's what it reminds me of. He, you, he, you know he, he speaks really well, though. Yeah, he, he does. does. Yeah. I just wanted to touch on that just, just briefly that I just think they, they both spoke very, very well. Um, they speak highly of the fans, speak highly of the club, which is great. Um, and like, yeah, Paul is, you know, we were talking about before he came on the pod, but just um, Beto basically talking about how, you know, I can't promise goals, but I'll promise that I'll work hard. And, and the, when he celebrated, he like grabbed the badge and I was like, oh yeah. my God, you have my heart already. You're going to break my heart. You're like... <laughs> The next one to break it. Let's go. Bring it on all day. Um, well, you got no. it in the end, though, when Adrissa uh, Gay went through and you say, pass it, pass it, pass it. And he passed it to him <laughs> and he was offside. And you're like, oh, come on. But listen, <laughs> they'll all have to get used to the way he plays because they haven't had a centre forward who makes them runs for a long time. So that yeah. opens up Everton's game now where the midfielders can get it and look up. Because I noticed when he scored and I think Michalenko went down injured and they were, they were all getting a drink of water. And he's having a little conversation with uh, Decorey on Onan and he's basically, he's basically saying to them, just put the ball through and I'll get on the end of it, which he's a willing runner. So if they yeah. look up and just go one pass, like the Corey's pass was brilliant. Nobody's really spoke about it. It's a fantastic it was. pass for that goal. Like, yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's, it's refreshing it, to have a striker who just wants to get in behind. Yeah. Well, I mean, the way that he made up two yards on their centre-half over a 10-yard sprint was impressive as well. He, he was two yards behind and he got a yard in front in a 10-yard sprint. So he's quick as well as being a big, strong lad, isn't he? I was going to yeah. say he's he's very quick for being such a tall lad. Um, but even I mean, you know, the header obviously it it, it missed, but that that it was James Garner who crossed that. No, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, any, like that was like also that was a great assist as well. Like if that were to have happened, but so I don't I see where you're coming from in a way, Paul. But I also think he's such a versatile lad that I just think like wherever he's put, he he just he'll just do what he needs. Who's to this do. Garner? Yeah. Oh no, I like them. Listen, I think yeah. he's a really, really good footballer. I just think he's one of them players because he is so versatile that yeah. he will play in positions that Everton are struggling in. So yeah. we're starting to turn him into. I think because he had such a good tournament in the summer for England at right back, he might get yeah. pigeonholed as a bit of a, a right wing back, right back. Yeah, which I don't want because I've, I, I did watch him for Forest and he was controlling games in the middle of the park. But he's very creative, isn't, isn't yeah, he? It needs most at the moment. To, he's the only one who's capable of throwing a couple of passes together. Even yeah. his last night, his first half last night, he, he fell into the Everton trap of just being absolutely shy. But listen, let's not talk about the first half anymore. But Beto, yeah. Melinda, <laughs> are you going to get Beto on the back? Are you, you going to get the new shirt with Beto on the back? I think I might, you know. It's funny, yeah. I was I was considering that because I, I actually don't have any of the like kits from this year yet because I was waiting for the third one to come out. Um, I personally like it. I've seen people say they I like it. They don't love it, but I I do. I'm quite a fan, but I I think the home shirt is just I love the collar. 
Like mm. I love a good collar, and it's got like the, it's the it's the Bullens, isn't it? The no, it's the it's the, the, the paddock. The, the, the paddock, the sorry, not the yeah, Bullens, yeah. yeah, the paddock. Um, but I just think that's so that's like classic Everton. I think, you know, it's it's Goodison Park, isn't it? Like that's quite a staple of Goodison yeah. Park. So I think I don't know, I'm undecided yet, but it's possible. We'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are facing <laughs> dun, 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 Villa away in the next round. You know what's funny though? Everyone was all like, "All right, that's it." cup run over blah 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 but i think this is a chance for us to go there and redeem ourselves like i think this is a chance for us to go back there and absolutely slaughter them and um i think we're gonna win i think we will i think i have a good feeling about it you know personally you can hold it against me if we end up losing but i think it's like it's meant to be in a way right like because of what happened (laughs) um obviously that was a horrible game um but I think now this this happened for a reason I think this is a chance for us to go there now and just show them exactly what 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 we can do um so what what are your guys' thoughts on that yeah I think okay. it'd be nice if we get the whole end there as well we'll have more fans there hopefully I don't think it I think Villa can put a stop to that I think it's different rules for the, for the league cup than it is to the FA cup but if Everton and Villa can get together and say listen we've got a massive away following here we can fill that whole end yeah. and advance us I'm yeah. looking forward to that, me personally. We shouldn't be scared going to Villa Park. I know they just absolutely fucking wiped the floor with us. Like, but no, listen, we've got a chance. We'll be a different Everton going there. So, yeah, yeah bring it on for me. Like, Yeah. How about you, Andy? Yeah, I think, obviously, Villa are in Europe this year, aren't they? So there may be a chance that a few of their players get rotated for that game, um, which will hopefully give us a, a bit more of a chance. Um I'm not quite as full of optimism and confidence as you guys, but hey, I absolutely, <laughs> I, I, it doesn't make me love it any less. Um, but no, I'm digging my I'm digging my nails into my knee as I'm as I'm trying to be positive. By the way, so don't worry about it. <laughs> um, like I say, you'd think as well by then in a, in, a, in a month's time, when you've got you know touch words, you're going to have Calvert Lewin, Beto, McNeil, Harrison. Yeah. Um, you know, you might be even in a stage there where, you know, Deli Alley might be back. You know, Touchwood, there's going to be a couple of signings that come in over the next couple of days. Um, so, you know, we could be, football Football could change really, really quickly. You know, Everton win two games in a row, get a few players back in, sign a player that starts like, like Beto did yesterday. And all of a sudden you can go from thinking, oh my God, we're going to get relegated with the lowest points ever to thinking we might actually do something this year. So, yeah. Like can't change what's gone. Let's uh, let's hope things go well over the next uh, next few weeks before we get to Villa Park. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, yeah. Trent, the transfer window does close on Friday. Um, so you had just mentioned someone there, Paul. Um, free Willie. Yeah. <laughs> just free him. Let him go. Um, yeah. So, what are we expecting? More new players in? I mean, I we were talking this morning, and I thought that 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 ship had completely sailed. But um, Paul, being an in the know and Mister Psychic, <laughs> or like whatever bullshit. Yeah. Um, well, thanks very much. <laughs> you're you're welcome. Paul um, the octopus. <laughs> um, literally, a tweet popped up like minutes later and said, basically, uh, how do you, sorry, how do you pronounce his last name? Is it Nanto? Nonto, okay, I always pronounce it wrong. Um, so Nonto, the deal may still be, the pot still may be brewing. So, um, what are our thoughts on that, Paul? I'll come to you first. Would you? Would, do, I mean, I think we all know you'd have him, but yeah, I just think with 
we'll, we'll come on to it in a minute where a Wobie looks like he's, he's going to leave. He won't sign any contract. Right, so if they're getting yeah. 20 plus million for him, then they could probably, listen, I don't know how it works. Maybe they haven't got the money, but they could go back to Leeds and say, listen, we've got a little bit more money in the in the coffers now we are. We can give you them yeah. payments that we couldn't afford to give you last week. I just yeah. think it, there's something still in that one. He, he's desperate to, get, to come to Everton. Yeah. So we, we need to get him in. Just for his own sake, I think we've hung him out to dry as a club, personally. I think people have got in touch with him and said to him, go on strike, don't play for them. We'll get you in, and he's probably just sat there and I'll go, where, where, where are these? Like, why haven't you saved me? So, yeah, free will. <laughs> we'll I'll get him in, yeah, definitely. We'll set you free, pal. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> um, Andy, sort of, uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on uh, Nanto? Would, would you have him? Do you think that's something that, you know, definitely, I mean, good point you touched on there, Paul, is Awobi looks like he is going to Fulham for 20 plus million, rumored anyway. Um, do we think that's too good to turn down? Like, do we think that? we need to kind of lock down a replacement first before we consider letting him go. Um, what, what, what do you no, think? I, I mean, with the way the, I mean, his first couple of years of Everton were shambolic. Um, but in fairness to him, the last 18 months, he's proved that he is a very good footballer. Uh, yeah. He's not somebody who I'm desperate to see leave Everton. However, I don't, his best position is operating inside rather than out on the wing. And I don't think Sean Dice is going to play in there. He doesn't want, uh, to sign a new contract. I think he wants to go back to London. So yeah. I just think it's just one of those where it just makes sense for everybody. Um, Adi Wobi to Damari Gray and Tom Cannon. Um, looks like you're going to be able to raise somewhere in the region of 40, 45 million pounds from those three players going. So, um, and none of them I'd be upset if stayed, like, you know, reintegrated back into the squad quite quickly. However, if those three move out, you'd like to think, you know, going by in a 20 year old. Italy international Premier League experience who I think is only going to get better and it gives us something that we don't have a lot of and that's pace and directness and players who can you know beat a man and get into the box so uh, I'd, I'd love it to love, love to see it happen but you know I'll, one thing I do know is that then the next 30 well 29 and a half hours now it ain't going to be uh, <clears throat> a smooth ride it's going to be a roller coaster. We might get told it's on and off another five times before we actually finally know um, what's going to happen. So, yeah, as uh, as our fully endeared chairman once said, say it. this space. Oh, he said it. <laughs> um, Melinda, what you know? I was thinking about a Wobie. You know, we we done a lot of podcasts last season, and we, I think we all agree we liked Alex and Wobie, don't we? We don't mind him, do we? Really? I mean, you see a lot oh. of shouts online on social media. People, you think he was the antichrist? You know what I mean? It's like. It's just over the top, isn't it? I mean, like Andy said, he started off rough, but last 18 months he really showed up for Everton and has played in some key games and had key moments that I've helped to stay up. But I just think he's like Everton at the moment, you know what I mean? I put a tweet out saying, you know, we're bang average at best, aren't we? And I think that's that's Alex Awobi. So what's your thoughts on Alex Awobi leaving Everton? Are you upset about it or do you think we just have to move on from him now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what? Like, you, I think you said it perfect, perfectly there. Like, he was a part of some really key moments, you know, about like, keeping us up, I think. And um, he did a complete 180, I think, in his performance. Um, I, I, I will miss him. I will miss him, you know. Um, I just, he's just someone I always expect to see on, on the, on the, player list now you know like for a match like the team she like the, I just expect to see his name there now so I think it'll be weird when he's not there but then again as Andy had so rightfully said maybe it's just maybe it's time like maybe it just makes sense you know um 
but I do absolutely think, I mean, it's going to be classic Everton if we're shipping all these players out and not bringing in replacements like that would be classic Everton. So I do think that, you know, ultimately we don't, we've always said we don't want players that that don't want to be there because if they're not going to be asked, we don't want you on the pitch. You shouldn't be wearing the shirt simple as, um, so if he's not signed the contract, that's very telling. Um, so I think, you know, maybe he does need to go, which I mean, I love a Will Beans. I love you forever, man. I'll be so grateful for that goal against Newcastle. Absolutely mm-hmm. pocketing the shit out of Mo Salah. Thank you very much for that. Um, so yeah, there, there's there's been some very, you know, amazing moments that I'll remember him. But yeah, I just think the fact of the matter is you don't want to be there, then don't play for us anymore. And there's no hard it, feelings. Yeah. It is what I it is. I think it right? is the London factor as well with the likes of a Will because yeah. I heard someone talking to they saying on his days off he does fly down to a uh, to London yeah, as yeah. much as possible. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a culture shock coming from London to Liverpool. Like so, I can imagine he's a bit homesick. And Marco Silva, who signed for Everton, is the Fulham manager. But another question for you before we move on: Will you be more upset about losing the Wobie or Damari Gray? Oh, Damari Gray, definitely, <laughs> definitely. I mean, I love them both. I think they're both, you know, they've both got their strengths as 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 footballers, absolutely. But there's just something about Damari Gray that. Um, I just think, I just don't think he's hit his potential yet. Like, I think there's so much more that he has to give to the game personally. Um, And I'd love for him to do it at Everton, but I just don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. Um, I, it's really sad that he's not been played. um, Because I do think that he would have had things to contribute to these last few matches personally. Um, But yeah, that's going to be a tough day for me because everyone knows. That's coming. That's the model. I know. <laughs> I love him so much, but I wish him the best. Uh, I, I really, really do. Um, he's he's also had some absolutely cracking goals for us and, um, you know, got us some really important points, um, I think, over the last couple of years. Um, everyone can slander him all they want, but uh, no, I uh, he's he's been one of my you'll, you'll always here. have that city away in Melinda. You'll always oh my have God. that one. I I'm not sure if I if you know this, but I've been to the. Uh... Oh, yeah, you have, you've never told anyone this story before. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think I don't think anyone knows about this, but I, I've actually no. been to the uh, Etihad before. The Etihad, Etihad, however you Etihad. all pronounce it. You all get all like, mm, she's pronouncing it wrong. Piss off. Um, <laughs> but I've been there. It was spectacular. I was right then in that in that away end when he got that goal, and it was such a absolutely fantastic magical moment so i will always hold that near and dear to my heart damari gray so thank you for that and i will miss watching you take um corner kicks when i would when i would sit in the paddock oh yeah he was right and there he you back, didn't he? i'll give you a, a like he, he liked my tweets i was like <laughs> thank you king yeah. love you miss you all the time um but yes i will be heartbroken when he goes but alas such is life Players have to move on. It is what it is. So yeah, and just um, uh, Tom Cannon has actually apparently asked to leave. You know, good on him. Good on the kid. You want to play football? Yeah, I don't blame him. Football, so good on him. Yeah, he he wants to be on. You know, he wants to be first line. He wants to be on that team sheet every week. And I don't blame. I don't blame him. No. Um, I think when when you have a run like he did, where he scored was it like eight and ten. Yeah. In the yeah. championship last season, you're playing week in, week out. You're getting that feeling of scoring goals, winning games for your team. You know that that's what you dream of growing up as a as a kid. Like ideally, you want to do it for the team you love, which obviously is Everton. I think I'm sure he's an Evertonian as well. But if that's not going to happen, and you know, from his point of view, he looks as we've got him brought in a young lad, Chimiti. Um, obviously, we've brought in another striker, Beto. He's thinking, 
well, my chances to break through are going to be limited. You know, I want to go and, and have that feeling week in, week out. And yeah, like you say, don't blame the lad at all. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, to me, it makes it makes total sense. But gutted if you know if if he if he goes. Well, would would he go on loan? I don't, I, don't I, think know, well, for, I think they're looking for a permanent and all, but I think Everton need to be clever here now and, and start looking at buyback clauses and stuff in case, say if he yeah. does rip it up for a lead to Norwich, wherever he goes, then Everton can yeah. say, well, listen, we don't need this. We can go and get this lad back for, I don't know, 10 million or something. I think that's what yeah. they need yeah. to do. They need a buyback and a sell-on fee, a sizable one. Because, I mean, yeah. I really like the kid. I think um, he's by nowhere near as obviously refined as Harry Kane. But the way, the certain movements that he's got and the way that he strikes the ball, that reminds me of uh, of Harry Kane. Um, so, yeah, well, whilst I'm not saying he's going to reach those levels, I do think that there's something special about him. Um, he, 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 you know, we talk quite a bit on this pod about natural scorers and, you know, you know, players who are maybe not the most natural and obviously they have other aspects and they work on that. I think he's very much a natural goal scorer. Yeah, I think Honestly, tomorrow night should be exciting for, as an Evertonian for once. I mean, here's where we sell Onan and everybody else now and we're all like, no, please no. But <laughs> I think tomorrow night tomorrow night we actually might be, you know, it probably we probably won't do anything. You said the performer, Linda, we probably sell and just don't buy anyone. But I think we might be active tomorrow. So it could be a, a whole day sat front of Sky Sports tomorrow. I, I remember, so. uh, I remember watching transfer deadline day, going into it really excited, thinking, right, we're going to sign, going to go and sign a top striker here, and we're going to have a really good season. And we brought in Dennis Strakulersi, Royston Drumper, and saw Mikelata. So yeah, I'm, hope, I'm, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be a better one than that tomorrow. My my favourite deadline day moments was when I was sitting there all day fuming, but we went signing someone, and that Jim White comes on with his yellow tie, Everton and me get the sign, and Carlo Nash. A sub goalie. <laughs> You're like, what is going on here? He wasn't even sub, he was like third choice, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Like signing Andy Lonigan. Oh my god. I think I, I, think I used to I... play with Andy Lonigan. That's my yeah. that, that's my oh, play wow. to fame. Yeah, I want to score cool. two past him as well in a two one win. So I'll tell you about it after guys, don't worry. <laughs> I think um one that really sticks with me is Solomon Rondon and I go who? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, who? <laughs> oh, Rondon. my days. Let's not Rondon's, go there. Hasn't Rondon just won the league in Argentina or something? Literally, he's doing so yeah. well, isn't he? Yeah. I know. It's like, Mate, but we, we threw him under the bus because we brought him in and he hadn't been training for two months because it was China's off-season. We brought I mean, him in, not training for two months. and, and then, salt and pepper chicken, that's what he'd been eating. Yeah. And then we just, yeah, we, we threw him straight in when he wasn't fit. And yeah. then if, I think if you remember, we played the derby, I think... Ended up losing Colman Gave on the halfway line, but for about sixty minutes, Rondon was awesome. Played really, really yeah, well, yeah. and he picked up an injury. And then after then, he just, he never really got a run again. But we threw him under the bus because we played him four or five games, or Benitez did when he was so far off any kind of fitness. Um, oh, so yeah, we'll always have them bulging each more and what though. We'll always have that. That night. So, yes, looking now sort of ahead to Saturday. So we are away. Uh, we play Sheffield United. Um, what time's kickoff? Half 12. Half 12. It's an early one, isn't it? Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. Um, so it, this really is, I think, a chance for us to go into the international break. Um, if we, you know, if we, if we can get a good result, I think that will sort of give us very good energy and momentum sort of post break. So I'm really hoping that we we can get a win here. Um, 
I just think it will do a lot for the the squad, a lot for the players, a lot for the fans as well. I think I think we really need it. Um, it's 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 another huge game, and it's like I know we're like four games in, but it's like it's a huge game. Um, so let's get into lineups, I guess. Um, who wants to go first? Dun 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 dun. Okay. Yeah, you I go? mean, go for it, Andy. <clears throat> Uh, I'll go Virginia in no, uh, obviously Pickford in goal. <laughs> um, I'd go James Garner right back, Ashley on left back, Brandtwaite, Tarkovsky centre half, three in the centre, Decore, Nano, Drissa Gay, uh, wide players, McNeil, Dan Juma, and then Beto through the middle. Is McNeil going to be fit? He's been back in training today. Uh, and he's a naturally, really naturally fit boy. And he had most of a preseason as well before he picked up a knock against Stoke. So, um, so yeah, so I, I'm working on the basis that if he's been managed to train yesterday, today, trace tomorrow without any problem, I'll bring him straight back in. Okay. All right. I like it. Yeah. I haven't really wrote mine down, so I'm st- I'm lost here now. But yeah, I go to see him back. I'd put, I think Patterson's got to go. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know I'm banging on about it a lot, but McCollum needs to go as well. Absolutely terrible for me, Nathan Patterson. Um, so Garner, Brantweet, Bean Tweet, Tarkovsky, Ashley Young. I give Dobbin another goal, me. I know he wasn't the best yesterday, but Dobbin, Dan Juma, the three midfields, the Garner, Gay, Onana, Decore, and Bethel up front. Yeah. Is that 11? So, yes, that's 11. Yeah, we've got so. the same apart from Dobbin and McNeil. What about yeah. you, Melinda? Yeah, so this is the thing. Like, I'm I'm a bit torn as well um, between Dobbin and McNeil because I don't, I don't necessarily want to just throw McNeil back in there. Um, I don't, I don't know if I want to necessarily put him in that situation, but I think he's quite a strong lad to, to be fair. Like, I think, I think if we were just to put him right back in the starting 11, I think he'd be fine with that. Um, what what I think I'd probably do, I think I would, I think I'd start with Dobbin and then I'd probably bring McNeil on. How about your French Prince up front instead of Dobbin? I guess I could, I guess, I I know now you're throwing me through a loop. I guess I could do like a 4-4-2 and put Mopé and and Beto up front. Yeah, Yeah, why not? Yeah. It's a must win game. It's not a must win game. I think we it's definitely a, a must not lose. I mean, this will determine how we feel going into this international break. If we can get a positive result, if we can get a win, any sort of win, one nil, then we go into that international break thinking, right, we're gonna come back and we're gonna hit the ground running, you know, at least we've got three points on the on the board. But if we go in after another defeat, then we've got two weeks to sit on it. And I've got two words for you, Melinda. Tom Davis. Oh, Chef United. <laughs> God, I forgot about that. <laughs> well, guess he was getting like fucking three past Pickford. Can't be asked already. Tom Davis, one nil, written all over it. Doesn't it? I know, literally. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 it's a huge game for Sean Dice this day. It's yeah. After three games, no points, no goals. Uh, an embarrassment of a performance in the first half yesterday. If this is another defeat again without goals, then mm. you know big big questions are going to be asked of him even now. Um, now I'm, I'm it's not going to saying... be lively down there as well, mate. It's going to be a lively atmosphere. That, that mate, they, mate, the 
they went one 0 down behind City, kept it at one 0 got an equaliser with ten minutes to go, and Rodri got a last minute winner. So uh, Bramall Lane, so the, by no means you know the best team in Europe's gone there and only just about got a win. So it's 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 not going to be a walk in the park, absolutely not. Um, but I just think, it, yeah, it's just going to be huge for for Sean Dyche as well because I think I, I think if Everton. We we know that Mashiri's still making the decisions. He's not known to be the most patient man. And if they've learned anything from before, if they do lose confidence in him, the time to make a change is in the international break, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so um, whilst I'm not advocating, because I honestly don't know who we bring in at this stage, and I've not given up on on Dice getting a tune out of these players. Um, but at the end of the day, regardless of what I think. I don't make the decisions at Everton Football Club. Somebody else does. And, yeah. you know, if it's four wins, no goals, no points, um, just about scraping through against the bottom of the Football League. Um, yeah, I, you know, Mashiri has got eight tricky fingers at the best of times. So I think it's, it's a massive, massive game for, for Sean Dice. This. I'm massively on the fence, me, like, because I, I, I fell off it last night, as you know, in the group chat. I fell off the fence yesterday and I was just like, I don't mind. I was like, get him out, get him out now. I changed my mind as soon as it. I, I'm got. I've gone too soon on it, but there'll be other fans thinking the way I'm thinking as well. It's just unacceptable if you go four games, four defeats. It's just, I don't know. There's not many managers in world football who survive a run like that. There isn't. No, there isn't. No. I, I honestly, this just makes me think of um like two pods ago when Jamie said, "I honestly think he's got two games left." I think he's got one game left. Yeah, I, I think you're right. That the timing is just, the timing is right. You either get a win here, even if I don't even know, even if we, even if we get a draw, I don't know if that's going to be enough. You know, I really don't know. I I think he's got one game left. And I think we, if this does not go our way after the international break, I do not know if Sean Dyche will be the manager of Everton anymore. I really don't know because how, how long can you keep doing this? And as you rightfully said, Mashiri, I don't even think wanted him in the first place. Don't think he was, Exactly. No, and there'll be, so, there'll be six or seven Premier League clubs as well this season thinking, if I'm going to pull the trigger, I'm going to pull first because then I get first when it Graham Potter. There'll yeah. be six or seven clubs 100% thinking that. Without because... passing, with uh, Graham Potter <laughs> coming into this team with these lads passing the ball around, oh my God, that'll be eventful. <laughs> I know, Jesus. mate. I know. I know. But he is available but... and you are right. But these are the direct rivals for relegation. Whether we like it or not, until we start we're putting back the yeah, back yeah. wins together, we're, we're in a relegation battle. That's just yeah. the way it is. And these will be right there till the end. Sorry if there's any Sheffield United fans listening. Don't know why you're listening anyway, but you will be there right at the end. <laughs> so if we if we if we to get turned over properly by these on Saturday, because they'll watch that first half, that video, and go, listen, their confidence is on the floor. Get at them. Yeah. So it's a big game. And it's it, a really big game. And as, and I, as well, at any stage of the season, if you go into a position where you need two wins to get out of the bottom three, not one... One win will not move you out of that bottom three. You need two wins to get out, essentially back-to-back wins. We could be in that position come uh, come three o'clock on Saturday after yeah. four games. And We're only playing Arsenal when we come back as well, but, by the way. Yeah, that, but that's a long road back. So um, Yeah, know. we're not tight out, by the way, on this podcast. I mean, I've not just said that before. I'm not, I really, really want them to do well. But it's one of them, isn't the proofs in the pudding and the... If you lose four games, like I just said before, repeating myself, if you lose four games out of your first four, which on paper you could say we should be winning three of them, you know, like we're, um, we're not, yeah. we're not, we're not dyke out. We're just, we're just being realistic. Like you yeah, know, yeah. we're just trying to put ourselves in 
the mindset of you know if 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 that was us if we were that was if we were machinery you know yeah. if and things like that if, if we were in that position like looking at it from a realistic point of view it's it, he's, yeah. he's not he's not got a chance like there's just no way there's no way this is the worst run in Everton's history there's yeah, no for the start of the season that. and as well like you know as you touched upon before there Melinda Mashiri didn't want him and yeah. Mashiri's put him in and I said on the pod a couple of weeks ago if you appoint Sean Dice you expect your team his team to be hard to beat to be compact um to you know maybe not be the best passer side in the world world but use the ball you know directly and correctly and we're not we're not seeing that you know against Aston Villa we were torn apart first half yesterday Doncaster tore us apart the last 20 minutes against Wolves we were ragged so you know if you're pointing Sean Dice expecting these characteristics as a minimum and you're not seeing those characteristics and you have no points no goals then you know the questions will be asked like I say I'm not Dice out but I'm but I do think this is huge for him because I think it won't just. I think the 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 clamor, the, the the noises for that to be the case will will be quite strong. Yeah, and like I say, I don't think any manager in any any, any job in world football can afford to lose his opening four games. Even Pep Guardiola, yeah. questions to start getting asked because you think the dressing room's gone because you be losing four games on the bottom. Not even a draw. No. Yeah. So speaking of scores, what uh, what are we thinking? <laughs> Behave yourself. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's written in the stars, though. It's gonna yeah. happen. Um, so do we want to do head and heart predictions? Do you want to do that? Yeah, for yeah. This match, yeah. We feeling it? Okay. Paul, I'll go. Yeah, with me head one nil, Sheffield United. Sorry, uh, right. and with, that's fair. With my heart, I can't see us keeping them out. Or two on Everton. Okay. And Another masterclass the... from uh, Bethel. Two of them. Brace. Love to see it. I'd love uh, Calvert-Lewin to come on against the, that's a spoiled club in a Sheffield United. Yeah. Come on and, uh, get a goal. But I don't, I think, I don't think he's, he's not fit, is he? He won't be fit. Uh, yeah, I think him and McNeil isn't tight to come out today and said they're in the, or the, the reckoning like... for Saturday. Yeah, Maybe. they're both touch and go, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hmm, that would be, that would be boss. Uh, Andy, what about you? My sense is the same for both. I, I think three two Everton. I think they know that they've got to go for it. I think they know that they need to. I think they know that the situation that they're in and their managers in. Um, I don't think. I think. I don't think it'll be one where your pulse rate's going to be low. I think it's going to be. But I think we've. Done, I think with Beto coming in, Danjuma getting sharper every game. I'm just hopeful that we'll have a bit too much for them. Yeah, I do. I don't think. I do think we're going to be quite, uh, I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth, but I think we're going to be actually quite strong up top now. Yeah. Did I really just say that? Oh, Christ. Um, I think head, um, now that you're saying like 1-0 Tom Davis, like that's all, that's <laughs> literally it's all, I, can, it's all I can think of. Um but then no, my so okay, so my head. If I'm being practical, oh my god, Melinda, imagine Charlotte if Tom Davis goes to win it against Everton. Oh my god, she's 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 not gonna. She'll pass out. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, this is hard. Head is saying, I know it's. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, You're I'm just thinking say, about alcohol, aren't you? Thinking I'm going to need a lot of alcohol at half twelve to get through this Saturday. Honestly, if I wasn't at work, I would be on the pints. <laughs> I am working this weekend, yeah. unfortunately. Early kickoff as well. Like, we'll have to sit on this all all weekend if, if you don't get the right results. I know. Okay, so head practically. I mean, I know it's 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 not going to be it's not going to be easy, but I'm going to say I'm going to say one one. I think it'll be a draw. I think Beto will get one. And Tom Davis will get one. It's just the way it's gonna go. <laughs> yeah. uh, but my heart is saying, I I would love a clean sheet for Pickford. So I, I'm gonna say two nil, and I think Beto will get one. And I think the second will be, I'm gonna say McNeil. Yep, Dwight McNeil. Okay. I'll have that I'll all day. It. I'll yep. take it. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, great pod, guys. Um, thanks yep. for joining. Always me. a pleasure. And yeah. uh, we will. Uh, What's it called? If, if we if we sign, sorry, sorry, if we sign someone, we'll uh, we might come on and do like a. If we sign someone important, we'll come on and do like a little twenty minute one or something tomorrow. So, Only if it's someone important. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're all Every, important. Yeah, they're Paul. all important, aren't they? Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, yes. As always, lads. Thank you so much, and we will uh, catch you guys in the next pod, and hopefully, we will be celebrating a big fat win next time we speak next week. So. Up the toffees. Up the toffees. Up the fucking toffees. Sports Social Podcast Network.